0: In Psalms 122, in verse number 1, it says, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. The day is coming when we will assemble back into this room as a church and we will be able to fellowship together. We'll be able to hug, shake hands. Uh, that day is still in the future. So, I have titled my message this morning, Quarantined for Christ. Quarantined for Christ. Let me read our uh, key scripture this morning. Paul writes to the Philippians and this is what he says, For me to live is to Christ, to die is gain. On March the 20th, 2020, President Trump announced to the nation that we should start practicing social distancing. On that same day, our governor, Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, announced the same thing, ordering all essential businesses to be closed. The following week, Our county judge, Judge Sidney Murphy, signed an order for all of Polk County, a shelter-at-home order, uh, to not travel but for reasons of essential business. The order was to last for a week. At the end of that week, we see that the county commissioners and and our judge, Sidney Murphy, extended that order to last until the end of April, or April 30th. So that is what we're right in. We're in the middle of that right now. That we we have been quarantined. We have been ordered to stay at home. I know and appreciate all of those who are practicing this uh, for the safety of not only our our county but our state, for our nation, uh, for us as individuals. Uh, this is a very uh, aggressive and a very contagious virus. So uh, we want to do all that we can do, and we want to practice good Christian values in the process. It's hard to believe that this is the fourth Sunday, that we as a church body have not assembled together. And as I mentioned in a message several weeks ago, the fact that we have not been able to meet together, it should not have affected the worship that we as God's people have to our all-knowing, all-sustaining, all-merciful, all-loving, totally sacrificial God and Savior. And you say, wait a minute, Brother Wayne, how is that possible? What do you mean it should not have affected our worship? Well, I want you to know that it has affected our worship. Well, I want to use some illustrations this morning, and we're going to draw that illustrations and some of the context from the Word of God, and we're going to see... Some may say, well it has affected my worship. Well I want you to know, God, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, God has put inside of us the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know the coronavirus has absolutely no effect on our Holy Spirit that lives inside of us and our relationship with the almighty, uh, all eternal God in heaven has no effect on that. We can worship, we can still praise God, we can still pray to God No different than it was when we were sitting right here together in this service. So that is why I have entitled this message, Quarantined for Christ. You see, Paul said it boldly when he said in Philippians 1 and 21, he says, For me to live is Christ, to die is gain. So this is what I want to do. I want to give us a quick summary this morning of the Apostle Paul of his life. Now, I want you to know that I'm going to start. His name was Saul in the beginning. His name was later changed to Paul. So I'm going to refer to him as Paul the entire time that I'm giving this summary. So his name was Paul, and as we are introduced to him at the stoning of Stephen, Stephen was a disciple of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that Stephen was filled with the Holy Spirit. Stephen was now uh, being questioned and tried by the Sanhedrin which was the Jewish council or the Jewish government. He was being questioned by them. As Stephen proclaimed to them all of the history of the Jewish people and he came to the end of his testimony and he tells them that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, I want you to know the people were enraged. They did not approve of Stephen's message they took him outside the city they stoned him and it is there where we are introduced to this man named Paul Paul stood by the side Paul I believe was a member of the Sanhedrin he cast his vote for Stephen to be stoned and he stood by the side and he collected and held the coats of those who were doing the stoning so I want you to know that Paul was a was he was a zealot the Bible says. A zealot is a fanatic for the cause of the Judaism, for Judaism or for the faith that Paul practiced. He was, he was one of the most energetic. He wanted to see the, the, the Judaism faith promoted above everything else. And one of the things that were causing the, the decline of Judaism was this new movement called Christianity. This new movement where Jesus Christ was recognized as the Son of God, the Savior of the world, the Messiah for the Jews. And Paul rejected that. He was so fanatical about that. He was so excited about the the faith that he had that Judaism was the perfect religion. He would get orders from the Sanhedrin or from the, the magistrates to go from city to city. And anyone that claimed to be a Christian... Anyone that claimed to to recognize Jesus Christ as the Messiah, he had permission to take them out of their homes. He had permission to torment them, to torture them, to throw them into prison. That's how great a, a fanatic or a zealot of his faith that he was. And he was exactly that until we come to the point in Acts chapter 9 where Paul meets Jesus on the road to Damascus. This is where Paul had gained letters, letters of permission to go into people's houses and to arrest them, anyone that claimed to be a a Christian or believing in Jesus Christ. And it is on the road to Damascus where Paul is met by a bright light. And that light is Jesus Christ. And Paul asked him, he says, who are you? And Jesus answered and he says, I am the Lord. The one that you persecute. I am Jesus. And uh, Jesus addresses him and says, Isn't it hard for you to fight against me? Or the King James Version says, To kick against the pricks. In other words, it's, it's hard to go out and do what you're doing, especially when I, Jesus Christ, am the real Messiah. So it was in Damascus that Paul, he was on the road, he was blinded, he was brought into the city, And there was a man came and introduced him to who Jesus Christ truly was. He said, Paul, I want you to know that Jesus has given me this vision and he told me that you were going to be one of his great ministers, that you would be bringing the gospel of Jesus not only to the Jews and not only to the Gentiles but also kings around the world, that you would be a minister unto them. So it, it was in that city that Paul Became a believer in Jesus Christ. He believed that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. He believed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. He believed that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. He believed that Jesus Christ rose from the grave. And when he began to believe that. It was only days after. When he regained his strength in Damascus that he went into the synagogues and he began to preach that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah. And he was using the Old Testament Scriptures to identify that and say that to these Jewish belie- or Jewish unbelievers. It was, in, it was in Damascus that when he began to preach this message that he was persecuting, that the Jewish people began to try to put even the Apostle Paul to death. This was only the first incident where Paul is is met with persecution for preaching the cause of Christ. We read in the scriptures that as a result of him preaching the cause of Christ that Jesus was the Messiah in Damascus, we recognize that the people, the Jewish people inside the city were trying to put him to death. He was lowered in a basket outside the city walls to be escaped. The next three years we find out that Paul spends time, and we read this in Galatians chapter 1, that Paul spends three years of time with Jesus as he received the revelation, the revelation of grace that he would be preaching to the Gentiles all through the the Middle East where he was pastoring and, and he was proclaiming the gospel. So we see that in Galatians chapter 1. Now, you might, I think you might be surprised when we start looking at the time period that Paul was a minister for the gospel. We, he was saved on the road to Damascus in either, it was either uh, 37 or 38 A.D. Then when we read in Galatians, we find that he was in uh, the desert of Arabia uh, for a three-year period. After that three-year period, that makes it about 41 A.D. And it was after that that he goes back to Troas, but it was, he was beheaded for the cause of Christ in 68 AD. So you see that it was, a, it was only about a 25 year period there that Paul was an active minister for Jesus Christ. And what is amazing about that is that six years, between five and a half and six years of that third or 25 years, was spent in prison, quarantined, social distanced from the very people that he was trying to minister to. So uh, we're going to see that as we look at this summary of who Paul was and how he presented the gospel and and the efforts that he put forth, I think that we can find out this morning, as we have been, whatever you want to call it, uh, a stay-at-home order, a quarantine, what we should be doing as Christians while we are quarantined I mentioned earlier that it is it should not have affected our worship, it should not have affected our prayer life, it should not have affected our learning and the teaching that we do for Christ, especially in our generation today, especially in the society of technology that we have today. We should be proclaiming Christ even more now than Paul even had the opportunity. In chapter 14 and verse 19, we see that as... Paul uh, is getting into ministry. He's in the city of Lystra. And they reject the message that Paul was preaching. And it was in Lystra that he was stoned and left outside the city for dead. So we begin to see that he, he is being persecuted. Uh, uh, folks, I, I'm telling you today, as Christians in America, we have not, we have not seen persecution. We do not, pers- we do not know what persecution is. Uh, for the cause of Christ. Paul knew persecution. In Acts chapter 16. This is a verse that I want us to key in on this morning. Acts chapter 16 and verse 22. I'm going to ask you if you would. Take your Bibles this morning. Turn to Acts chapter 16 and verse 22. And let's read these scriptures together. We will see that as uh, Paul is in Philippi. Paul goes out and he is... Uh, he is healed a lady that has a demon possession as he comes out into the city uh, they reject what Paul has done, they're mad at Paul for what he has done to these people a great group of people rise up against him and we read in verse 22 it says and the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in stocks. I want you to know, Paul and Silas that day were quarantined against their will. Well, I guess you could say they were in prison, quarantined. They could not leave. They were not allowed to have their freedom. They were deprived of their basic essentials. And on top of all of that, they have been beaten. They have been thrust into the inner prison. They have been chained to the floor in stocks. Now I believe that that would be uh, unethical today. Uh, I think that we would have some complaints about the government doing that to us. I don't think any of those things have happened to any of us. I don't know of any of us that have been beaten or arrested or chained our freedoms or the essentials being deprived from us. I don't think any of that has happened. But yet I hear a lot of complaining. That's a sad thing. Christians, it's time for us to rise up. It's time for us to praise God. It is time for us to pray to God. It is time for us to worship God. Because what we see when Paul and Silas have been deprived of all of these essentials, when he's been deprived of his basic freedom, Paul has not done anything wrong. It's the people that rose up against the message that Paul was preaching that caused the problem. When we read in verse 25, we see that Paul's worship of God, Paul's direction and prayer to God, God, or Paul's praise to God has not changed. All, all of these things have been deprived of him. Nothing has changed. In Acts chapter 16 and verse 20 to 25, it says, And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard of them. Quarantined for Christ. Quarantined for Christ. This morning, we are not able to assemble as a body. I hope and pray that you continue to sing praises to God as an individual or as a family together this morning. I know that we have Christian radio stations all around the world. You can tune into a Christian radio station this morning. You can play, play music. You can sing along with the radio. You, can, you have CDs and music that you enjoy and that you love to listen to. Plug those things in. Those, those songs that exalt and praise the Lord. Uh, Brother George Snook, he sent me a, a song this week that talked about the problems of the things that were taking place in the world today. Man, I was so excited to get that. I, I want you to know, Brother George, I went and looked that up. I watched it on YouTube. A message, a song that, that tells us that the Lord is with us even today in all the struggles that we're going through. My prayer this morning is that your prayer life, your worship of God, your studying of the Scriptures has not changed or been altered because of these stay-at-home orders. Paul was later, later arrested in the city of Ephesus and was held in prison. He was quarantined for two years. In Acts chapter 24 and verse 27 it tells us this, But after two years, Pontius Pilate came to Felix's room, and Felix, willing willing to show the Jews a pleasure, left Paul bound. Now, what we're looking at here is Paul has been arrested in Ephesus, and he has been held now by the government, the Roman government, for two years. For two years he's been held. Then we get on down to chapter 28, and it says, and Paul dwelt... Two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came into him. In other words, he was in two years in Felix's prison. Then he finally gets over to Rome and he is in Rome for two years in his own hired house, but a soldier was staying with him. He didn't have freedom to leave and go as he pleased. He was again quarantined. But I want you to see what Paul was doing the two years that he was in Um, In Rome, and it says, And Paul dwelt, this is Acts chapter 28, verse 30. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house, and received all that came into him, preaching the kingdom of God, and teaching those things which concerned the Lord Jesus Christ, with a confidence no man forbidding him. My goodness gracious. Here he is, he's been in prison for two years by Felix. Now he's in prison for two years in Rome. And what is Paul doing? He is inviting everyone he can to come to the house. And he is preaching the kingdom of God unto them. He is teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. He has not hesitated. He has not stopped simply because he is quarantined or he's not able to get out. My prayer, if you're listening to me this morning... My prayer is that your service and your worship and your prayer life to Jesus Christ has not sustained or has not stopped since this time that we are not able to assemble together as a church. I hope it's not been hindered. If it has been hindered, let this be an encouragement to you today to start every single day with a time in God's word, to start every single day wake up in the morning and And maybe you need that cup of coffee before you start singing praises. Maybe you're not one of those morning people. But start your day as you're getting out of the bed and say, Lord Jesus, I give you this day. God, I want to serve you with all of my heart, my soul, my mind. And God, as soon as I get this cup of coffee, I'm going to sing praises to you as loud as I can. I'm going to gather my family together and we're going to sing praises. We're going to let you know that we honor you and we worship you and you are worthy. Of what you have done for us. And we're going to praise you this morning. We see that Paul continued as a prisoner. To teach and to preach the word. I want you to know that is why we are doing today what we are doing. We have a desire to get God's word out. We don't want to hesitate just because we're not able to come and assemble together. We have a desire to teach and to preach God's word to everyone that will listen. I was asked, what was Paul's motive, motivation to continue? I mean, my goodness, if I chose an occupation where I was stoned, where I was beaten, where I was flogged, where I was imprisoned, I might look for a different occupation. I might look for a, a, a job opportunity that has uh, less hazardous situations so I begin to ask, well, what in the world could have been Paul's motivation to continue? When he said in Philippians 1.21, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain, where, where did that motivation to make a statement like that come from? And I want you to know, I've read this scripture so many times, never has it had more meaning to me than as I was studying for this message. Paul's motivation, I, I encourage you right now to turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 8. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 8. I want to give you a second to find that. These are so. These words are so powerful this morning as we see all that Paul has gone through to give us the word. We understand that he continued to teach. We understand that he continued to preach while he was in prison.
1: Not only that,
0: Paul wrote 13 of the books that we find in the New Testament five of those we find that he wrote while in prison he was not just sitting there he was concerned about the churches he wrote letters from prison to these different churches that he had established around the nations look with me in second Timothy chapter 2 verse 8 this is our motivation this morning to bring you this message Paul says this remember That Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer even unto bonds. Listen to these words. But the word of God is not bound. The word that we read from these scriptures this morning is not bound. The Bible tells us that his word will not return void in other words, the preaching of God's Word is effective. It penetrates even to the heart. The God's Word, will—it it is not bound. Then Paul says this, Therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. I want you to know here at Soda Baptist Church, we're going to do all that we can do to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. I will endure, we will endure all things for the lost person's sake so that they might come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. If you're listening to this message today, we encourage you to consider this message that Jesus died and He suffered for your sins so that you would not have to and that He rose from the grave so that you might have eternal life. You are our motivation to bring these messages to you today. If you are a believer in Christ this morning, I encourage you this morning and every morning of the week to praise, pray, and preach. Spread the good news that Jesus is Lord. Let me say that again. Praise, pray, and preach. Do not keep the good news to yourself. This morning, if you're not a believer, ask Jesus this morning to forgive you of your sins. Believing that Jesus died for your sins and rose from the grave, that would be my message to you this morning. Don't hesitate. He loves you. The greatest message of all the Bible is this. God loves you. He cares for you deeply. All of the words in this book right here are for you. Come to Jesus this morning. This morning, if you're a believer, my prayer this morning is to encourage you to stand up, to pray, to preach, to praise God even more in a time like this than ever before. There was only one other time that I can remember that the world or the nation has turned to God and to the church more than this, and that was on 9-11. When we had 3,000 people die, over 3,000 people die as a result of the planes crashing into the trade centers. We now have a very large number of people that have died as a result of the coronavirus. People are turning to God for answers. I just pray that you will turn to God this morning for your salvation. Now, let's have a word of prayer. And uh, then I'll have a few announcements at the end of the service.